feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are monitoring developments from the floor of Congress because at any moment, the 14th vote for a potential new Speaker of the House is going to take place. Uh, Let's dip in real quickly as we're just listening to some of the sound happening at this moment in Congress. And you can't really hear anything. They're getting settled at this moment, but they are about to do roll call at any second. And we will hear if indeed Kevin McCarthy has the votes. Now, big developments today, if you're just tuning in, because in the last few hours when the vote took place this afternoon, the 13th vote, by the way, uh, 15 members of the GOP that were sort of anti-Kevin McCarthy had flipped. And so he's had a lot of big momentum and a lot of big strides today. And let's listen in as they are speaking. This is Congressman Patrick McHenry. Kevin McCarthy to serve as Speaker of this House. Rousing applause for Congressman Patrick McHenry, who is submitting for nomination. Kevin McCarthy, we'll see who else comes up from the GOP side. Uh, But there is word uh, that there could be enough of those never Kevin McCarthy's that have now switched over, that now feel comfortable that behind closed doors they have gotten assurances that they will have more of a say on fiscal responsibility, more of a say on different committees in the halls of Congress. All of those were very pivotal. And in fact, even in the last few hours, the ones who were the diehard holdouts like Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates, they have signaled that they have basically gotten a lot of assurances from Kevin McCarthy. So there is a very big chance that possibly in a matter of minutes, Kevin McCarthy may indeed have the votes. We don't know that for sure. You never know until it happens. But we are waiting to see if indeed Kevin McCarthy may have the votes to be the next Speaker of the House. By the way, this has been a historic moment already going into the 14th vote. The last time it went this far was in the 1850s, by the way. So you are listening to history as it happens Uh, A very joyous, happy Kevin McCarthy. And we will keep you posted as the votes come in, as the speeches come in. And when the vote actually takes place, we will bring that to you live as the votes narrow in to see if indeed he does have the votes. They're waiting to see also if all the members of Congress have come there because you got to do the math. They got to get the majority of votes. And it also depends who votes 
It could also determine who votes, quote, present versus against Kevin McCarthy. So there's a lot of different algorithms that take place. But he would need essentially depends who's present and who's not present anywhere from usually 216 to 17 to 18. Again, depends who's present, who's not present, who has come in. Do you think tonight we will have a new Speaker of the House and do you feel that this has been a good process for democracy, wherever it goes, whether the vote comes through tonight or not? Uh, if it does, you will be hearing it right here with all of us live on the Rita Cosby Show. But do you think this has been a good exercise for democracy? And for those people, I believe, like Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and other people with the Freedom Caucus, the other holdouts have been Eli Crane, Matt Rosendale, Andy Biggs, also Bob Good. Those are really the key. Those six that I mentioned, in addition, of course, to Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates, those have been the real key holdouts. So what McCarthy has had to do in the last few hours is try to flip two or three of those. And if he was able to flip two or three, and it sounds like he has from some private discussions, then he may indeed have the votes. And I think it has been a good uh, debate in democracy. I think some of the intentions of a number of these folks from the Freedom Caucus have been noble intentions. They wanted to make sure that they had a greater say. Uh, that really all members had a greater say. And it wasn't just sort of a select few uh, running the House of Representatives. I think that that's a noble mission. A lot of people were giving them a lot of heat. But I think if indeed they got more participation, which is what their constituents, what we all voted them in for, then maybe the end result is a good one. That's my feeling on all this. What are your thoughts? one 800 848 one 800-848-9222. By the way, here is Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who hopes to be the next speaker shortly. This is what he had to say after the 13th vote just a few hours ago. I think you saw we made some very good progress. Uh, we'll come back tonight. I believe at that time we'll have the votes to finish this once and for all. It just reminds me of what my father always told me. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And now we have to finish for the American public. So will he be able to pull it out? I do think the fact that it's a Friday night, often we see a lot of things happen on Friday night. They want to go home. Uh, We believe that they went out for pizza, maybe a little beer. Sometimes that combination helps everything. I know it's helped me in negotiations, so it may have helped them. And then he was asked, Congressman McCarthy, possibly future speaker, we'll know shortly. What does he think was the moment that got those 15 earlier in the day to flip? Because remember, at one point, there were 20 holdouts. So there was no way he was going to be speaker if the 20 holdouts stayed that way. And the momentum changed today. So he was asked, what was it that changed? What was the turnaround? What was the breaking point in these negotiations? I think getting together and um, just finding the ability to how are we all going to work together. It's, it's new for us, one, being in the majority, but being in a, a tight majority. I think at the end of the day, we're going to be more effective, more efficient, and a definitely government's going to be more accountable. So is it a good effort in governing? And was this a good thing, even though I contend they should have been, if there were issues behind closed doors, whether it's McCarthy or somebody else, they should have hammered it out before it was out in public. I think it looked Really bad for the Republicans. I think it looked messy. And I think the American public is like, how are they going to figure things out on committees and everything else if they can't even figure out who's the House Speaker? 
I do think it is a blemish, and I think it is a question mark. But listen to what Kevin McCarthy, how he spins it, a good politician. This is the great part. Because it took this long, now we learned how to govern. So now we'll be able to get the job done. Now, I do have to laugh about that. This is a guy who has been in leadership for over a decade. Again, this would now be the turn with them in the majority. But he's been in a pivotal position. And like now he's learning how to govern. Uh, He should have clearly addressed whatever the issues were behind closed doors before it got to this point. There is no doubt about that. But take a listen. Here is Congressman Andy Harris, who was one of the holdouts, and he described why he flipped. Three weeks ago, we were asked to vote on a 4,400-page bill, dropped on our desk, spending $1.7 trillion, and expected to vote for within a day. This place is broken. Over the last three days, we've been able to hammer out an agreement that I think structurally and fundamentally changes how this place works to put more power in the hands of the American people. I think that's exactly what this was all about. Uh, It was well worth the three days. Look, I I hope we get there tonight. I'm not sure we do. A couple members are flying back. You know, who knows? But we're on the path to return turn control of the house over to the people instead of the leadership. So let's see what happens. And Andy Harris also was asked, what about the holdouts, the six holdouts that I mentioned? Will they flip? Because one or two or three got to flip, depending on the math, for him to become the House Speaker for McCarthy to pull it out. Take a listen. Here's Andy Harris on that. I think uh, one of the six will just have to be uh, flipped uh, to a McCarthy person. I think the chance of them not voting or not showing up, just uh, just not realistic. So we are waiting to see developments again at Congress right on Capitol Hill right now. A very highly unusual vote taking place for the House Speaker. 14th round. Will the 14th round be the charm for Kevin McCarthy? What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-848. Nine two two two. Let's go to Dave on line four. Dave, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Thank you. Uh, it's first time caller to your show, but long time listener. Oh, fantastic, uh, Dave! I love that. And what a historic night potentially. What do you think? Yeah, this is uh, hopefully going to come to an end. But I agree with you that I think these folks that are a member of the Freedom Caucus they were hired for a reason. We need change. This is change. They're looking for, hopefully, when it sounds like what we're learning, mostly honorable things, things that their constituents hired them to do. And they're getting all this criticism, again, from much of the media and even people like Mark Levin and Bill O'Reilly and people like that, too, Uh, even Trump. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Well, exactly. And I think, by the way, David, and David, I hear you because. I agree with you that I feel like clearly their constituents picked them because they want them to be sort of, you know, uh, the breakers of the swamp, if you will. And if they just kind of went with the old toe and listen, I have known Kevin McCarthy, by the way, I used to work in Bakersfield, California. I know Kevin McCarthy. He's from Bakersfield, by the way, California. I was a a host there when I first started in television years ago. Um, And I think. He has done a great job in terms of raising money for a lot of the candidates. He's done a very good job in a lot of regards, but he's also flipped a few times, too. So I can understand why some of these folks in the Freedom Caucus feel that this may be a sort of like a party line, you know, swamp vote, sort of par for the course vote. 
and why they think if they're ever going to bring it up now to change the institution where they have greater say and more members, not just them, but more members have greater say in decision makings. And it's not just a small group of a few. Um, now's their time forever hold their peace. And they use that opportunity. And so it sounds like at the end of the day, they actually got a lot of things, Dave, because I was just hearing uh, Matt Gates, who I also know, and Lauren Boebert, who I know, the two of them also were just recently on, and they were speaking and saying that they don't even know if there's anything else they can ask McCarthy, that they've basically asked everything. Um, and they sounded like they were happier with him, that he has given in to their demands. And I agree with you. I think um, these people who've been slinging mud, just in general, at some of these Freedom Caucus folks, I think what they have done has been incredibly constructive in changing the structure of the House Speaker and basically forced him to listen to all sides. Because guess what? The Republican Party has a lot of pieces to it. And it shouldn't just be the status quo folks that always get a say. Uh, look at the people who have voted for Trump. And I think Trump, by the way, I think he had the best of intentions thinking that McCarthy had the majority of the vote. And let's just hurry up and get down to business so we can also have all these hearings, these committee meetings and all these things. So I think that was his intention. He sort of thought what the end result was going to be. But I think uh, sometimes uh, the cooking, the mixture in it, is also equally important. So I think, you know, to that end, if they got what they asked for, and it sounds like they did in terms of more representation, not just of them, but of other members, including many on the Freedom Caucus who represent a huge part of America, then I think it's bravo, bravo, bravo. Dave, what, what's your what's your thoughts on all of that? I think that it will be really important for the end result of all this to be that we understand more clearly about what those issues were, what some of the demands were, to really get a layman's term so people can understand that, because then that would represent a step forward in the direction that we've been trying to go. In I think both sides of the party, Democrats and Republicans, you know, if you slice the big wad out of the center, that I think most everybody in that slice agrees we need to stop this far one side of each chaos and just govern, you know, responsibly. There's so much waste. Everybody sees it. And there is. And, is and Dave, by the way, that that deal in the Senate was a disaster. I mean, that one point seven trillion dollar deal is really what so many of these folks on the Freedom Caucus are just fuming mad about, understandably, how that passed through Congress is is disgraceful. And they don't want to see that ever happen again. And they made a whole bunch of rules, apparently, that would change that, especially anything that has uh, fiscal, you know, money tied to it, that they would get a say in it. And the other thing is also, this is really interesting, a little bit in the weeds, but it's important that every bill that comes up now, they'll be sending it to a committee just to basically uh, strike it, it's called, but basically be able to report it to say how much inflation is being added. Is it real? Like, you know, they called it the, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. Remember that one that they passed a while ago? And it wasn't, it was an Inflation Enhancement Act, but they will actually be able to report it. So before they vote on anything, it's like, does this really help inflation? Does this really help the Americans? Does it really help all of us? And so I think there's some very constructive things that came out of this that totally changed the dynamics and the role of House Speaker that, by the way, Nancy Pelosi had 
uh, sort of a free reign. And Kevin and Kevin McCarthy was inheriting that free reign. And they're going back to sort of the old ways of we the people, which is great, I think, for all of us. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. We are waiting now. The 14th vote for House Speaker. Will Kevin McCarthy pull it out tonight? You'll find out live. Janine Pirro here. Do you have a longtime IRA or 401k? If so, maybe you're like other smart Americans who want to protect their money with a gold IRA. And if that's so, you should know about a very special company I trust, Augusta Precious Metals. They're different. They'll even discourage a gold IRA if it's not good for you. No pressure, just facts. You see, our government has lost control of the economy and devalued our dollars. That's serious for retirees there's no time to make up shortfalls, but you can do something to protect your money. If you've saved at least $100,000, please ask about a free one-on-one web conference with Augusta Precious Metals for private information about the economy and gold IRAs. Take action now. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you to sign up for that web conference and they'll pay your fees for up to 10 years. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And tonight, stay tuned because the 14th vote for Speaker of the House is underway and a big development happened just a moment ago. Lauren Boebert, of course, who has been a stalwart, never Kevin McCarthy, just voted present. And that basically changes the dynamics. We're just waiting to see what the others do. But by her voting present as opposed to someone else, other, that opens the door to potentially maybe others like Matt Gates and others. And this may be a signal that Kevin McCarthy may have the votes. We will keep you posted again. Stay tuned here on The Rita Cosby Show. What are your thoughts about all of this and what's happening? It's history in the making, guys. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil, line one. Phil, your thoughts about what's happening? You're hearing it as I am, too, Phil. Go ahead. I think that the founding fathers would be very proud of us that we we had a little combat going on in the House of Representatives. And finally, people put their differences aside and and came to a reasonable agreement. That's what I think happened. The, The whole point of it is I'd really love to know deep down what was discussed in this this so-called backdoor session. I think it's very important for transparency's sake that every American, every citizen, every voter out there know exactly some details of what was agreed upon and what was not agreed upon. You know what I mean, Rita? Yeah. By the way, I 1,000 percent agree with you. I think that's a 
a really important point, Phil, that we know what were the final deals and what was sort of the clencher deals, because that's when people tend to give away the uh, the farm. You know, um, that's when they tend to give away, you know, everything at that moment. So you're right, because it hung on just a few people, as we're seeing. And so far, it looks like Lauren Boebert was convinced something happened with her. Something happened, I think, with Matt Gates, as we'll find out shortly. Um, some of these others, too. So I agree with you. I think the American public deserves to know exactly what it was. Uh, what did they change? What did he acquiesce to? It should be all in writing, and it should be 1,000% transparent. Uh, great points, Phil. Thank you very much. Let's go to Michael, line three. Michael, your thoughts. Yes, Carla. Hi, Michael. You're here. Go ahead. You're here with Rita Cosby. Go ahead. I know that's Carla. Thank God. Well, I listened to the great one tonight, and he really explained what was going on. He was speaking to a congressman. His first name was Rip. I don't know who that is, but he was describing what was going on. And in the end, making a sausage is not pleasant to look at. But in the end, uh, Mark was pretty well convinced that these people working behind the scenes, not with all the leaks. Yeah, and you know what? And you know what, Michael? Um, and you were referring to Mark Levin, who I love and adore. Um, and yeah, I think they all sort of ultimately expected McCarthy would be it. We still don't know for sure. We're waiting. Um, but. I think we also need to find out what was promised, what was changed. And I agree with Phil that it was a good exercise. I do think our founding fathers would. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, an important story and a powerful story coming from Newark, New Jersey, where two Newark police officers are recovering in the hospital with stab wounds after responding to a late call yesterday. The officers are in stable condition. Their injuries are said to be not life-threatening, thank goodness. Police say that they were initially responding to a domestic violence call when the suspect stabbed both of them with a knife. And one of the neighbors said, I saw the police cars coming. I heard that the two cops were stabbed. I was crying. What a shame. They can't even protect us without getting hurt. Apparently, an off-duty security guard in the building saw something that prompted him to call 911 just before 5 p.m. Police responded in Newark, and that's when the male suspect stabbed the two officers in the building. It is just such a painful reminder of how difficult their jobs are every single day, and especially how difficult these domestic violence calls are as well. Breaking news. And tonight, we are now waiting to see the results of the 14th vote for Speaker of the House. It is underway. And some big developments, uh, if you're just tuning in and if you're going on this historic journey with us because we have now just learned that congressman bob good of virginia just voted for jim jordan uh other remember because there were choices uh, you could be other you could be present you could not be present um or you could vote for kevin mccarthy now we have learned this is very interesting because it's not as many people expected. Many people thought the final holdouts would be Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. 
just we learned that Matt Gates is not present at this point, maybe intentionally not present. That way it could change the dynamics of what votes needed to be counted to get the majority. We also saw Lauren Boebert vote present. So that also potentially helps Kevin McCarthy. But now there have been votes, three of them for, quote, other. The others are Eli Crane voted for someone else. Andy Biggs voted for somebody else. And now Bob Good, who is another one of the holdouts there, part of the Freedom Caucus, just voted for Jim Jordan. So we've got three others. We've got one not present in Matt Gates, and we've got one present in Lauren Boebert. We are now waiting to see sort of the final holdout person is Matt Rosendale of Arizona. So how is he going to vote? Boy, the stakes could not be higher. And you are listening to this historic vote with all of us tonight. Will Kevin McCarthy get enough to be Speaker of the House? Meantime, we're going to be following that. And as we get updates, we will bring that to you and break in here at any moment on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, today was the two-year anniversary of the January 6th, of course, protests that took place, riots that took place, whatever you want to call it. If you listen to Biden, it was the end of the world that took place on January 6th on Capitol Hill. And, of course, President Biden would not miss any sort of opportunity to spotlight January 6th. And he had an event at the White House today to observe it, take a listen to him talking about it just a few hours ago. Two years ago, on January the 6th, our democracy was attacked. There's no other way of saying it. The U.S. Capitol was breached, which had never happened before in the history of the United States of America, even during the Civil War. A violent mob of insurrectionists assaulted law enforcement, vandalized sacred halls, hunted down elected officials, all for the purpose to attempt to overthrow the will of the people and usurp the peaceful transfer of power. All of it, all of it, was fueled by lies about the 2020 election. And joining us now to talk about the White House never missing an opportunity to talk about January 6th. And by the way, it'll sure be interesting once a speaker is selected Then the GOP says that they will also look into maybe what really happened on January 6th. A lot of the security breakdowns that we know did take place because, boy, there were a lot of problems that happened on January 6th. We're now getting details from the former head of Capitol Police. The chief there, Stephen Sund, just came out recently and said that clearly the reason that they didn't have extra security on January 6th was because of optics because they didn't like the optics of extra security on that day. So there's a lot of things that need to come out, and we're going to talk about that and a lot more. And joining us now is retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He is president of Project Sentinel and also the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, Tony, great to have you here on the show, especially on such a big night. Thank you. Rita, always a pleasure to join you. Thanks for having me, as always. You're welcome. And, Tony, i got to get your reaction um, to the fact that that here we are. President Biden today spends the entire day basically talking about January 6th. He spends every day talking about January 6th. But it's like he seems to never miss a moment to use this. It's like he's going to be talking about January 6th, uh, you know, for the rest of his life. Yes, and I think the two things that always come to mind, first off, we have a republic, not a democracy, which is like 
I'm just fed up with anybody who misidentifies our very form of government. He does it constantly. And the other thing about this whole thing is that it was, it, it was not an insurrection. By definition, by legal uh, merit, a, a resurrection, Rita, would have been uh, to try to take President Trump out of office. That a resurrection against the sitting government. There was he was the sitting government at the time. So this was an interference in process, no doubt. It was a riot, no doubt. But they continue to try to, to try to amplify this, to call it something it was not, and increase the um, the amount of violence compared to other things. And most importantly, to your point, uh, there was indicators. Uh, up and down the chain of command that that forces to secure the Capitol ahead of time were offered and they were turned down. And I heard the interview with the former chief of the Capitol Hill Police of the day, and I, too, uh, recognized that he witnessed uh, all of this coming together. And he, he still see it, says that it was more a, a failure process. I don't believe that. I think this was a setup. I think Nancy Pelosi was part of it. And I think uh, as soon as they can figure out who's going to be the Speaker of the House, they can get control of the committees. I do believe they're going to release all the video that Nancy Pelosi refused to do. They're going to release all the witness, the anonymous witnesses who were behind the scenes trying to create more drama than there was, actually. And we're going to get a, a thorough investigation of why Nancy Pelosi failed to actually do her job and allow people like the chief of police and others to actually put sufficient and credible force in place to prevent what happened happening. So there you go. Yeah, you know, it's amazing um, because this guy, again, uh, Stephen Sund, he resigned as head of uh, that department, the Capitol Hill uh, Department, Police Department. He said, right. and this is really powerful, um, Tony, where he said that, first of all, he thinks that politics should be taken out of security, police security, which I think we can all agree on. And he felt it definitely played a role that day. Like you said, there was some questions about process that he had that, Maybe some uh, didn't pass the information on or whatever, but he said that there were definitely um, he confirmed that the uh, Trump Pentagon first offered National Guard troops to his department on January 2nd, 2021. That's four days before. And the department um, first declined. And then when they got more information, then they went back and they were turned down. And he says he was very clear that. Uh, People in Pelosi's office, her right-hand people, uh, were the ones who said the optics don't look good and that that verbiage, the optics, was passed on multiple times. So it was clearly like a political spin word that was used over and over again. I mean, that's that's incredible, Tony. I would love to see this guy testify, and I'd love to see the people in Nancy Pelosi's office testify, too, under oath. Boy, we may get a whole different spin on this. Well, I think we're going to, and I think this is going to be the last anniversary that Biden can falsely make these completely baseless allegations about this being so severe. Now, let me be clear for the audience. I'm not saying it wasn't an, a, a, a riot, that it wasn't inappropriate. I'm saying it was not the end of our, our form of government's governance as we know it. And indeed, we need to get to the bottom of why they essentially let this open. The other thing I noticed in the chief of police's comments was he didn't think the FBI would have had people in the crowd and not told him. And I can tell you for a fact, based on the sources I have, the FBI had tons of people in the crowd. And I would go far as to say that he needs to educate himself by going out and looking at Ray Epps. He did actually admit that you know the Ray Epps thing does bother him because Ray Epps was seen on video encouraging uh, the breach of the Capitol. 
was there the day breaching security, and yet somehow he's not uh, being held with all of these six January conspirators supposedly in the D.C. jail. And oh, by the way, real quick point on that. I'd like to believe with the Republicans coming in, they'll be able to finally do something to get all of those folks locked up in the D.C. jail finally out. It's not appropriate for them to be have been locked up two years for essentially what uh, what I think they're going to be charged with at maximum is, is trespassing or interfering with the government process. That's all they can get them on. And yet a lot of them are still locked up. And that, that's something that needs to be addressed as well. It is amazing, by the way, that um, so far, I think a thousand people I was seeing have been basically charged in some form, a hundred uh, still behind bars. And then at the mm-hmm. same time, we're also hearing uh, that potentially uh, we're also hearing potentially I'm just monitoring what's going on in the House here, too, as well. Tony, sorry, because obviously a big news night. Um, but um, but he also um, essentially in the middle of all this, they're saying the DOJ, uh, there's word that they may go after another thousand that the FBI like they're not done yet. And yet we hear these stories of them missing the mark on how about the guy who like the machete guy the other day uh, who, you know, brings out his machete and tries to attack these officers, did attack these officers, three NYPD officers. The mother complained. The local police alerted the FBI. They somehow dropped the ball and didn't go after this guy. But they seem to have time to go after over a thousand people who happen to walk by the Capitol. It's really amazing. And you bring up this Ray Epps guy. It's interesting because the one thing in the latest report in this, you know, 800 plus page report that they finally came out with the uh, very partisan January 6th committee, which you and I both agree on, Tony, on that. um, There was like a little footnote on this Ray Epps, and he continues to say, you know, nothing tied to law enforcement, nothing tied to this. But there's still some just kind of lingering questions. Um, It's this note that's in the this is the January 6th committee again, you know, led by, you know, Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson and all those others. Uh, They did interview him because there was so much pressure on them to do so. And there's a note where he says, I was in front with a few others and I also orchestrated it. That was Ray Epps telling a family member, um, apparently a relative in a text message. This is according to the January 6th committee. They're reporting. Um, so there, that is still a kind of a mystery. I mean, there's something that we just don't know the full story here. No, I got suspended permanently the day I started trolling Ray Epps when I finally got him to respond. I think there's a link there. This is before uh, uh, Elon Musk took it over, and I think uh, the And FBI now what did he say to you, Tony? By the way, tell us what did he say to you What did he, in a response. Well, I, I actually don't remember it off the top of my head, but basically he responded by somehow saying that he he was not involved or some sort of very obtuse thing because I was really trolling him hard because it was about a year little over a year ago when, when I started going hard on, on him because of the very things we're talking about, and I got suspended. And it's been permanent, and it's one of the things that's been an effort to try to get me you know, back on Twitter because it was very clear that the day I, I, I trolled Ray Epps, someone behind the scenes got me suspended. So I think there's a link there, and I think that I think he is lying because all the evidence shows that he he, he is on video – uh, saying directly, Rita, you need to breach the Capitol. You need to go in. You need to storm in. He says this, and then he's there breaching it the next day. And he was on at one point the the, the FBI's most wanted list. How do you get off the FBI's most wanted list uh, when you know you're not charged with anything? So this is there's a lot of things that indicate that he was somehow directly involved on the government side. 
of encouraging the violence and being directly involved in it. So it's something that I'd like to believe the Republicans are going to get to the bottom of in the new session. There are still so many unanswered questions. Um, I agree with you. And at least people know whatever the facts are, wherever they go, uh, let's know them. Um, you know, let's, right. let's get it all out there. And then, you know, we can decide the public can feel like everything was explored because I think they still feel there were so many lingering things. And then here again, seeing this Capitol head of Capitol Hill police uh, confirming a lot of the other things that we had heard earlier, uh, but absolutely right. validating that indeed it was turned down uh, for, quote, optics coming from Pelosi's office. That sure doesn't look good. And the fact that the January 6th committee didn't even get into that. And you think about, obviously, it doesn't excuse uh, those, anybody who did anything harmful to law enforcement or others, because I feel the same way you do. I feel so passionate about supporting our law enforcement, and I hate seeing any of that. Uh, but there were others who just walked right in. We saw, you know, you could see right. that. And it also... Uh, you wonder what had been had there been a whole bunch of National Guard or other individuals that were stationed outside the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, you could bet that probably nobody would have gotten inside. It doesn't excuse right. it bad been, behavior. It completely different. It would have been, been completely com- different. Absolutely. Tony Schaefer, you're terrific. Always great to have you on, my friend. Thank you for being here on such a big news night, too. Thank you. Hey. Thank you, Rita. Take care. Thank you very much. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are also monitoring everything coming out of the House of Representatives, by the way. Uh, for those of you who are keeping tally as I am, uh, Matt Rosendale, uh, of Montana just voted, uh, for Andy Biggs. He voted other. So now there are four others and let's see where it goes. Matt Gates, who was not present on the first roll call, is back in the house. So let's see where he goes. He may vote maybe for McCarthy. He may vote against McCarthy and other. He may vote present. There's a lot of things that are going on right now, and everything right now is all eyes on the House of Representatives. And we may know in a few moments if McCarthy has enough votes to pull it out. Uh, There's a lot of different math that happens, and maybe somebody else flips. That could always happen. Uh, But there is a chance at this point that McCarthy could still potentially be the next Speaker of the House, and we may know tonight. And if he does, it will be a squeaker. 1-800-848-9222. We're also talking, of course, about the second anniversary of January 6th. And you just heard Tony Schaefer. There are still so many unanswered questions. And some of them got answered, by the way, by the former head of Capitol Hill Police, who this week was doing the rounds. He has a book out called Courage Under Fire. And he confirmed a lot of the things that were broken actually here on the show with John Solomon of Just the News, where John was talking about these requests for the National Guard and additional security that were turned down because of, quote, optics. And it looks like Stephen Sun, the former head of Capitol Hill Police, said, yeah, that was true. We wanted more security prior to January 6th, and we didn't get it. And we were told on one count from the Pelosi office it would not look good. 
Think about how different that could have been. And also still so many questions about this Ray Epps and all these other things. By the way, Ashley Babbitt, too, who is the woman who, remember, was killed on January 6th. Not one of the officers. Nobody died on January 6th other than Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed civilian, remember? And her mother, by the way, today was arrested on Capitol Hill. So she was arrested. She was doing a memorial uh, honoring her daughter. So lots of questions today. one 800 848 Let's go to Larry, line seven. Larry, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, I see this as the two-year anniversary, not of the January 6th insurrection, but of the January 6th suppression. And um, I think that's pretty much come out. I mean, you could ask Rudy Giuliani this. He would be able to answer better. But um, why, do you, now, why do, you, do you let me ask you, though, do you yeah. think and this is it's interesting because as we're waiting to see uh, what happens with this 14 vote of the House of Representatives for House Speaker, once the GOP takes over and they have the majority. So once they take over, do you think there'll be some new investigations and there'll be suppression no more? Well, there'll be suppression no more if all the all the people that are sitting in jail, OK, get habeas corpus relief. In light of the fact that the FBI suppressed the uh, information about Hunter Biden, that created a legitimate grounds for an uprising. Now, you know, I mean, I, I, I will say I will admit it that it was an uprising insurrection. They want to use that, you know, because it's, it's attached to a criminal law insurrection. An uprising is like the Boston Tea Party. OK, that was that was an actually an attack by 60 colonists on American ships. Did the Americans suppress that? They attacked American ships. No, they didn't suppress that because they knew they had legitimate grounds for an uprising. And I'm sure people were injured in the Boston Tea Party. This is the same thing. This was a legitimate uprising. Congress, the the, the um the uh, uh what was it? The Capitol is a legitimate grounds for the it's 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 the people's place. It's the, we own that we own that place. Well, and Larry, and, we, we, and Larry, you heard I brought up also that they let people in. There are some views where officers let them in. On the other hand, there were some officers uh, that were clearly, there was a couple bad actors for sure in the crowd. And and those people, I think, the the ones that actually did attack officers, I think, obviously, I'm not happy about that. You can't be happy about that. You make a concession about bad actors. I'm not going to oppose that. But that could be limited to maybe five people that, that used excessive violence for the sake simply of violence. Violence for the sake of just getting into a place, you push something aside, like they convicted somebody of picking up um, uh, a congressional uh, a sword or something like that, and theft of property because he walked out with it. I mean, that's, that's, this is the kind of thing that makes it a suppression. Violence, for surely for the sake of violence, should be prosecuted. But that could be counted on one hand, those people that did that. Yeah, no, I I hear you. And those people obviously throw the book at them. Uh, but it seems like if you, uh, you know, were walking anywhere near the Capitol, uh, they were ready to uh, arrest you, <laughs> you know, and yet they're missing the mark on so many other things. Let's go to Deirdre, actually, on line five. Uh, Deirdre, um, you were calling in um, about the officers. Is this about the case in Newark? Yes, it is. And I, I love your show, Rita, and I love the fact that you backed the blue. Thank you. I love the officers. And, you know, and and I want to hear what information you have, because we've been praying for these two Newark, New Jersey police officers who were stabbed. Go ahead. Oh, yes. So, no, they were stabbed. They are doing well. They are recovering. 
Um, my son, which I'd love for you to give him, his name is Officer Christopher Pittner. He is being called a hero tonight because when he was the first man to respond, he saw the fallen other cops, got them in the car and got them to the hospital. Wow, Deirdre, I am so glad you called in. You have made my night. And I want to give a shout out to your incredible son, Officer Christopher Pittner, um, a hero. And all of our men and women in blue are heroes. But boy, how beautiful that he was there and able to help those officers. I'm also glad that they will be okay, not life-threatening injuries. Bravo to your son, Deirdre. You raised a good boy. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And at this hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we are waiting to see what happens with this 100 and uh, 118th Congress. This is the 14th vote for House Speaker. And just a few moments ago, Matt Gates of Florida voted present. And that created clearly an ire with Kevin McCarthy, who was hoping that Gates's vote could turn it for him to be House Speaker. So what happened was it was almost a brawl on the floor of the House of Representatives in the congressional chamber. McCarthy went over to Gates and they had a very tense, heated verbal exchange. And now there are a lot of discussions going underway at this moment. We know that Andy Biggs, who's also was sort of head of this never Kevin McCarthy group. He has been going over and talking to Matt Gates, talking to Lauren Boebert. And again, if you're just joining us right now, Kevin McCarthy has 216 votes. Hakeem Jeffries, who is the Democrat, the minority leader, of course, from New York, 212. Four voted for others, two voted present. So things are still hanging in the balance right now. And boy, what a dramatic moment this is on the floor of Congress as we're waiting to see if a new speaker will be voted in. Again, a very heated exchange. Uh, it looked like a very angry Kevin McCarthy went over to Matt Gates, maybe expecting Matt Gates was going to be voting a different way. They're trying to look at the different votes. Both groups are trying to talk to these members of the Freedom Caucus on both sides and everybody waiting to see where this is going to go. We will keep you posted as they are tallying the different votes, trying to see what is going to happen with Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. Will there be another vote tonight? Could there be some changes happening that could potentially change it? It was clearly hanging on one vote and Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy going into verbal battle. And right now, some very heated conversations taking place on the floor of the House of Representatives as they are waiting to choose somebody who would be second in line to the presidency. That's how powerful the House Speaker is, and that's why so much is at stake. Everybody, we're going to be keeping you posted as we get developments and to see what happens. Will Kevin McCarthy pull it out? He clearly was furious at Matt Gates. They had, again, a verbal exchange. Gates and Boebert have been sort of two of the staunchest, along with Andy Biggs and others, uh, against Kevin McCarthy. 
but Boebert and Gates changed at least from a never Kevin McCarthy to present. So uh, they're clearly inching closer. The question is, will it change the dynamics? We are waiting to see what's going to happen. And they're probably trying to see, will there be another vote tonight? Could there be some dynamics that will change all of this? Boy, high drama on the floor of the House of Representatives on this Friday night here on the Rita Cosby Show. We will keep you posted as soon as we get more details. It is that close. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What are your thoughts about what you're seeing? We're also talking about the second anniversary of January 6th. And the fact that Joe Biden was celebrating it earlier today, heralding all the officers. You know, it's interesting. He didn't talk about the officers that were beat up during the riots of summer of 2020. Didn't seem to do that. But he, of course, heralds the ones that were at the Capitol on January 6th. He heralds them every moment they can. We herald all officers here on the Rita Cosby Show. We don't pick and choose. one 800 uh, let's go. Let's go to Stan as we're waiting here. Stan, uh, boy, history in the making. Stan, go ahead. Excuse me. I think you made a mistake. The second in line for the presidency, if the president passes away, is the vice president of the United States. Stan, 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 Stan. Hang on, Stan, Stan. When someone says something like that, I have to change your mouth. The second in line. The first in line would be the vice president. You're correct. Then the next person is the Speaker of the right, House. So she that, started in line. Technically, started. it's second in line. Stan, Stan, that's the way it's phrased. Who's the next person is the first in line. That would be the backup. And then here's the next thing. In first grade, you learn the first person's the first in line. In second grade, you learn the second person. Go ahead, Stan. Anyway, now that we've got basic math, go ahead. Let's get to it, okay? Uh, first of all, this is a total embarrassment to this country. This what, guy, your math or what? What? Your math? No, I'm talking about McCarthy. Oh, okay, go what ahead. What are you talking about? I'm this so perplexed about your How math. disgusting. The same man who's going to be speaker and who didn't respond to the uh, January 6th committee when he was subpoenaed is now going to be head of uh, the House. What an embarrassment. What, what a contradiction in stupidity. This guy is weak. He will be weak. He will be the weakest speaker of them all. And Republicans have dragged the blood out of him. If he sneezes, they'll throw him out. He is extremely weak, and nothing will be accomplished to, uh, by both sides of the House and the Senate because nothing will be passed. Oh, well, I so disagree, Stan. committee meetings all they want. Stan, I think, listen, it has been messy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I actually disagree. I think a lot will get done because the American public is demanding that a lot gets done. And they're going to have to respond to the American public, and they better or else. Um, but, Stan, I appreciate your thoughts, as always, my friend. Uh, let's go to Norman, line eight. Norm, you just heard Stan, who had a little bit of math problems, but we cleared <laughs> that up. Go ahead. Happy anniversary, Rita. Oh, you, what, January, January 6th or my anniversary dealing with Stan's math? Um, you can pick it, Rita. But for me, it's January 6th. Um, I was there two years ago. I would go back tomorrow. I have no regrets. And um, that's my opinion. Yeah, and let me 
ask you, um, as we're hearing this, Norm, because you mentioned you were there, when you see Biden at every moment, it's January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And you heard what I was saying today. You know, he was heralding these officers with the Presidential Citizens Medal. Um, those who are at the Capitol were now learning details that the Pelosi office, just as we said here on the show, Norm, um, that the uh, Capitol Hill police basically were told to stand down, that the optics wouldn't look good if there was a lot of security prior to January 6th on that day. So they had forewarning. And it's it, what bothers me so much about all of this, Norm, is the way that this committee, this very partisan committee of January 6th, that, you know, think of all the taxpayer money, all the effort, all the time, all the, you know, airtime you think about, too, primetime hearings and everything else, and the millions upon millions of dollars. And yet they never came to a basic conclusion. You know, they never came to a basic you know, issue, we never heard these sides of the story. So how can we trust anything the January 6th committee is saying? I mean, it was so blatantly one-sided. Go ahead, Norm. Well. And Norm, do me a favor. Stay with us because we're going to be listening to the clerk there. This is basically giving us the roll call results of this vote, the 14th vote. And we're going to be listening in now to her as she is speaking. In their tallies, that the total number of votes cast is 432, of which the Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received 216. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212. The Honorable Jim Jordan of the state of Ohio has received two. The Honorable Andy Biggs of the state of Arizona has received two. No member elect having received a majority of the votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. Will the gentleman repeat his motion? I move the House do now adjourn until noon Monday. The question is on the motion to adjourn. All those in favor? Say. The ayes have it. All those in favor say aye. All those opposed say no.
In the opinion of the chair, the noes have it. Ask for the yeas and nays. Madam Clerk, ask for the yeas and nays. The yeas and nays are requested. Those favoring a vote by yeas and nays will rise. A sufficient number having risen, the yeas and nays are ordered. Wow. You are listening to History in the Making. We'll let you know if they do adjourn. Uh, the very loud ones you heard were the Democrats who want the vote to keep coming. They want to keep it going uh, because they know that at this point, Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes. He appears to have suffered a loss on this 14th vote for Speaker, and it hung by a thread by one single vote. Isn't that astounding? And now they are debating whether or not they should adjourn. And as you heard, come back noon on Monday, which would mean that they clearly are far apart in getting at least one more person to vote for Kevin McCarthy. And they got to see if they can get there. And clearly it didn't help that there were some heated words between Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates, who might have been one of the people to vote for him. So at this point, they're hoping maybe to take a break. Cooler heads will prevail and they can have some discussions and see if they can come to an agreement or not. This is an astounding moment and we'll let you know in the next few minutes if they indeed do take a break. But there was not a big enough number for McCarthy to actually get to the majority number with those who are present, not present. Um, some big dramatic changes, though. Remember, there were six others before uh, now there were four others and two who voted present, Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, who many people thought would be always uh, the never McCarthy. So they actually moved some headway that were helpful to McCarthy, but not helpful enough. Uh, so now we wait to see if they will take a break and we'll keep you posted as soon as that vote comes in. Uh, Democrats very happy to see this. Happy to see that McCarthy still has not been chosen and there's still a bit of chaos on the GOP side. Republicans, you could see McCarthy was hoping to get the vote tonight. He thought he had it there. Uh, but then four others also voted for other people. Two people voted for Jim Jordan and two voted for Andy Biggs. And now we have the two others who, quote, voted present. And that combination made him one vote short. What an amazing moment in history. We'll let you know if they do decide to break or if Democrats are forcing them into a 15th vote, whether that's going to happen tonight or if that will get delayed until Monday. What are your thoughts? Wow, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Don. Uh, Let's go to Dom, uh, line six. Go ahead, Dom, line six. Madam Standing Speaker, it's nice to talk to you again. Oh, yeah, by the way, Dom, I remember you nominated me, um, yes, which yes. which I want to say thank you because I said I would be House Speaker only if you were by my side, if we could be co-House Speakers. Then I would know Absolutely. I'm in good hands with you, my friend. Because if you had talked to Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, I'll bet you it would have taken no less than five minutes to convince them to kind of do whatever it is that you wanted them to because you got what it takes to make that happen. <laughs> Thank you. What do so, you make of this mess? Isn't this well, wild you know, to say? You know, I think I'm, I'm glad, glad I'm glad Stan called and expressed his strong views about being, you know, McCarthy being weak. I, I completely disagree because I think what is happening is probably the best demonstration of how a republic and a democracy should work. 
if you did not have dissenters' opinion, if you know that my wife and I were thinking the same way, one of us is unnecessary. That's the point of being married. We have to have different views. And the same thing. Obviously, it is difficult. It's not, it's not easy for that process. But the thrashing out is really good for the republic because I'll bet you, after all of this is done, McCarthy is going to be a strong speaker because now he has gone through all the thrashing, so he's going to be ready to you know, hit the ground running on day one. That's my assessment of this. I'm like, what Stan is thinking, you know, this guy's going to be weak. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Dom, thank you for your opinion. I agree. Uh, once it happens, and I do believe it, whether it's tonight or whether it's on Monday, let's see. I mean, who knows? Maybe one vote changes everything. We'll see. Uh, but I agree that once the speaker is chosen, and likely McCarthy, um, that he will be powerful. They're going to go after all these investigations. And I think some of these people who felt like they were excluded from the process, like the Gates and Boberts and others, will have more say. And I think that that's a great thing uh, because there's a lot of Americans who view the world like they do. Um, and they didn't feel that they were engaged in the process, that it was sort of just a handful of GOPers who were making all the primary rules. And that's not American. So in many ways, you could say maybe the, quote, dictatorship of Nancy Pelosi and other speakers, too, um, has now changed a bit. And it's become more of the we the people, which I think is a good thing. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Janine Pirro here. Do you have a longtime IRA or 401k? If so, maybe you're like other smart Americans who want to protect their money with a gold IRA. And if that's so, you should know about a very special company I trust, Augusta Precious Metals. They're different. They'll even discourage a gold IRA if it's not good for you. No pressure just facts. You see, our government has lost control of the economy and devalued our dollars. That's serious for retirees because there's no time to make up shortfalls. But you can do something to protect your money. If you've saved at least $100,000, please ask about a free one-on-one web conference with Augusta Precious Metals for private information about the economy and gold IRAs. Take action now. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you to sign up for that web conference, and they'll pay your fees for up to 10 years. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. It's the Rita Cosby Show. say that to Matt Gates. Hey, call me. We need to talk uh, because Gates's vote that just came in, Matt Gates for the House, and this is for the speakership. It was the 14th vote, and McCarthy was one vote short to becoming the next Speaker of the House. And even though Stan can't do his math, the Speaker of the House would be the second in line to the president after the vice president. So it is a very, very important role. 
And now they are trying to vote to decide whether or not they will be able to adjourn the Republicans asking for the adjournment. So clearly they believe they're pretty far apart. Otherwise, they would have said, hey, let's do another vote tomorrow. You know, McCarthy would love to have it sealed. But now they feel they are asking to have it delayed till Monday at noon. We'll find out if they get that. The Democrats don't want to allow it. Because uh, they'd like it to keep going on and on and on. Because right now it doesn't look, if you saw the verbal exchange that took place between McCarthy and Gates, it got very heated. Clearly, they are far apart. So it doesn't look like anything would be decided tonight. But the Democrats want to kind of drag it out to try to embarrass the Republicans. The Republicans would like to take a break and see if they could flip one of these votes and then seal the deal for McCarthy on Monday. We'll keep you posted as soon as we get more developments. Wow, what an, a wild night it has been. Uh, let's go to John, line six. John, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. I kind of agree with the last caller and that this is really democracy at work. I mean, there are precedents for this. It's not like an impeachment where only one side goes for impeachment. That's the precedent. Now, the Democrats set a lot of precedents in the last two to four years that I hope they're going to have to live by, like a pocket impeachment. I don't know what that is. No, you know what? You bring up, by the way, John, you bring up a great point because the Democrats all sort of fall on line. Uh, It's all very like, you know, it's all very political. It's all very protocol. And I don't think any of these things are good for the American public. That's why I think the debate that we've seen, as messy as it's been, more Americans are being represented. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful tribute to a 100-year-old World War II veteran who was honored at Summer's American Heroes Cafe. As the cafe marks five years, they decided to have a great veteran present. And it happened in Kenosha County, Wisconsin, through cake, patriotic songs, and camaraderie. Veterans there marked the five-year anniversary of the cafe this week, which included a special ceremony to honor and mark the celebration of World War II veteran Harold, Harold Jim Ellis, And it was his 100th birthday and honoring him. And by the way, the cafe is run by veterans. They said, what other way is there to thank our veterans than this? Uh, The American Heroes Cafe is really a place of healing, a place where many veterans come together to talk about camaraderie and also to talk about the trauma of war. The group, by the way, sang You're a Grand Old Flag, one of my favorites, and also The Army Goes Rolling Along, uh, among other musical numbers. They also read a proclamation which was issued by Kenosha County to honor Harold Ells for his service in the U.S. Army and acknowledged him as part of a sadly shrinking group of living World War II veterans. By the way, for his service, he was also awarded when he was in Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, France, and Battery B in the 62nd Anti-Aircraft Artillery Gun Battalion for his military service. Over the years, he was awarded a Good Conduct Medal, an American Campaign Medal, a European-African Middle Eastern Campaign Medal, also a World War II Victory Medal, and a Sharp Shooter Medal. How beautiful to see that he was being honored. What a great way for him to spend his birthday 
and also the five-year anniversary of the Summer's American Heroes Cafe. What a great place in Kenosha County, Wisconsin. Well, if you're just tuning in right now, we're waiting to see if they are indeed adjourning or not on Capitol Hill. Uh, They had their 14th vote tonight for Speaker of the House, and stunningly, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, suffered his 14th defeat, 14th vote, went down. He was one vote shy of winning. Uh, He has clearly moved the momentum and moved the needle. Um, There were six holdouts earlier. And remember, there was a big change between the 13th vote because there were 20 holdouts before that. Then on the last vote, there were, as we saw, six holdouts. And then the one that took place tonight, which was technically the 14th vote, For Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy got 216 votes, and there were four that voted others, two for Jim Jordan, two for Andy Biggs, and then two individuals, Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, voted present. So that was a change, all moving in a positive direction for McCarthy, but technically, based on the way the algorithms are and how many have to be present and vote, one vote short from becoming the next Speaker of the House. So the question is, will they vote again tonight? We're waiting to see. Will they be able to adjourn and wait and then vote again on Monday? Uh, It is still crazy on the floor of the House of Representatives. And right now, one vote short for him to becoming the Speaker of the House. Will he be able to pull it out? Oh, boy, has this been just pins and needles. And we've been listening to it all with all of you. And we'll keep you posted as soon as we know if there'll be another vote or if they will break and then come back, as some Republicans were suggesting, Monday at noon Eastern time. Meantime, uh, the last vote that did come in was from Matt Gates. Uh, first, they passed over him, you know, when they when he was not present. And so he was coming in for the final one. And a lot of people thought, well, maybe he's coming in for the final one to be the one that pushes McCarthy over the edge. And he voted present, which was interesting. Uh, So that was move because he was other before. So technically, he's inching closer towards McCarthy, but it was still not enough for him to get the vote. And McCarthy was not happy at all. You can see he went over to him afterwards. He was happy that at least it's moving in the right direction, but they had words. Uh, But then just a couple moments ago, uh, literally, Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy seemed to have a very cordial discussion. So whatever it was, it is smoothed over. Maybe it's like, you know, like a college fight. You have a fight and then you, you kiss and make up a few minutes later. It seemed to be things were better. Matt Gates is now smiling now. Kevin McCarthy smiling now a little bit, too. So let's see if there will be enough for another vote tonight. We'll find out. Boy, this is drama, high drama on Capitol Hill. Here is Matt Gates, by the way, earlier today, voicing Obviously concerned about Kevin McCarthy because he hasn't been shy about that. Take a listen. Several believe that one earns the position of speaker by raising enormous sums of money. And there is no doubt that the individual that was nominated by Mr. Garcia is the LeBron James of special interest fundraising in this town. There is nobody better. But I would suggest that there are qualifications for speaker that are far more important. There are attributes that are far more important. Jim Jordan has those, and I am submitting his name for nomination at this time. And then again, a little bit later, he did vote present. 
he did have a cordial exchange after a heated exchange. So we're waiting to see, will there be indeed potentially a 15th vote uh, tonight? It may come tonight uh, if they think that somehow the changing dynamics may push him over the edge. He is one vote shy uh, after the 14th vote. Wow, wow, wow. And Judge Jeanine Pirro earlier today said this back and forth that we have seen, by the way, uh, this has gone more votes uh, than any vote for House Speaker since the 1850s. So you are listening to history in the making along with me at this moment. This is really astounding. Um, and we're seeing it looks like somebody is coming up to the House floor uh, from the Republican side. So let's see if we can listen in to see what this announcement is. Let's take a listen right here and see what this announcement may be, because this may be another vote. Let's take a listen. There are reports that Matt Gates is switching his vote to yes. Uh, there are some news organizations that are reporting that. If indeed that is the case, that means Kevin McCarthy has it, and then they want to do the vote tonight. Let's see what is about to be announced. Uh, they could be pushing for this 15th vote, thinking they now have it. And let's take a listen and see where this goes. This may be the final vote. Who would have thought Matt Gates? who was one of the staunchest holdouts of Kevin McCarthy, appears to be the pivotal vote and appears to have changed his vote, according to numerous news reports. We'll see if indeed they're true. Uh, But we are waiting to see if they will indeed now go for another vote. And if they are, they're doing it because they know they have another vote, whether it's with Gates or somebody else, that will push McCarthy over the edge. Because originally... The Republicans had asked to wait to vote until Monday. Then there was a nice cordial exchange between McCarthy and Gates that looked like it changed everything. Now Gates is smiling, McCarthy's smiling, and it looks like they may be moving now for another vote. And if that's indeed the case, again, according to reports that Gates is switching to yes, that would seal the deal for McCarthy. And then they will probably try to do the 15th vote in the next few minutes. So we will keep you posted as soon as we hear if they are requesting another vote. They'll have to go through the roll call and everything. Uh, But it could turn where McCarthy indeed potentially has it. We will see. Again, uh, there are numerous organizations, CNN is reporting and a couple others, that Gates has decided to switch his vote to yes. Uh, I would not be surprised based on just looking at the tenure of Gates and McCarthy. They seem to be very hospitable. And the clerk of the court looks like she is about to speak at any moment. So she could be potentially announcing another vote or if indeed somebody has officially changed it. Let's listen in. Does any member wish to change a vote? Off I on no for Mr. Gates, Mali Otakas, Bobert, Roy, Style, McCarthy, Burchett, Latta, Stauber, Lawler, McLean, Crane, Biggs, Good, Heisinga, Rosendale, Griffith, Kane of New Jersey, Turner, Emmer, Lunar, Duncan, Van Drew, Klein, Nunn of Iowa, Jimenez, Van Dyne, Carl, Davidson, Strong, Tenney, Bilarakis, Van Orden, Winstrup, Burgess, Wagner, Wahlberg, Johnson of South Dakota, Smirker, Mast, 
Scalise, Molinaro, Kamek, Guthrie, Fleischman, Rogers of Kentucky, Murphy, Rushenthaler, Langworthy, Joyce of Ohio, Kylie, Fallon, LaMalfa, Graves of Missouri, Bentz, C. Scott Franklin, Miller Meeks, Bice, Miller of Ohio, Rogers of Washington, Obernolte, D. Esposito, and Fitzpatrick. Off no one eye from Ms. Maliotakis. Miley Otakas was off eye on no. On this vote, the yeas are 155, the nays are 279, the motion is not adopted. For what purpose does the gentleman from Arkansas rise? Madam Clerk, I rise to nominate Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. you are listening to History in the Making, uh, many Republicans switched their vote to not adjourn, which means that they believe that Kevin McCarthy probably has the votes. We are listening now, and it appears that there will be another vote, um, and that all people are watching. They believe that they have the vote and we will see what is going to happen. Uh, there are reports that Matt Gates, who was the final vote who voted present, may be switching his vote to Kevin McCarthy as yes. So let's see. We will keep you posted as we are waiting to see again. They are nominating him officially. They would still have to go through another round. Matt Gates would have to officially declare that he has changed his vote, as we are hearing reports of it. But they are now going through what looks like is word that they believe what is here. Let's Minnesota listen. Rise. Madam Clerk, I rise to say, wow. <laughs> and... Madam Clerk, I, I rise to place into nomination for election to the position of Speaker of the House of Representatives, the esteemed and wonderful leader of House Democrats, Mr. Hakeem Jeffries of New York. The gentleman is recognized. And you are listening uh, to, that was the Democrat who is throwing again in Hakeem Jeffries. He would be the minority leader, uh, barring some unbelievable foreseen events. But it looks like from the reaction of the Kevin McCarthy, the Republican side, they believe they have the votes. There are reports again tonight. If you're just listening here on the Rita Cosby show, what an action packed night this has been. Uh, there are reports that key holdout Matt Gates has decided to switch his vote to back McCarthy, making it a yes from a present. Present is sort of a neutral vote and it goes in calculated obviously differently in terms of the majority. But if he votes yes, 
that means that Kevin McCarthy has the votes, barring anybody else changing their vote, uh, because until it's on the record, it's not official. But they firmly believe it looks like that there are enough votes for Kevin McCarthy potentially to become the Speaker of the House after a 15th vote. It looks like there will now be probably a 15th vote. It looks like tonight because the motion by the Republicans at first said, hey, we want to take a break. And then they can't change their mind. And it looked like a happy discussion between McCarthy and Gates. If you could just kind of read the tea leaves, which means that he got some good news from Gates. And then things change and they said, no, 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 we don't need to take a break. So clearly McCarthy, if he felt he didn't have the votes, would ask for a break, try to push his caucus to do the break. Uh, they are now going for a 15th vote. So it looks like he believes at least he has the votes. You will find out with all of us here on the Rita Cosby Show. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. It's the Rita Cosby Show. It is a little bit of Blues Traveler, The Runaround. What a perfect song, because if you are staying with us all night, and I'm sure you have, uh, the House is now voting a 15th time for the Speaker of the House. And there are reports that Matt Gates may be switching his vote from present to McCarthy, and that would put McCarthy over the top. Wow, wow, wow. We'll find out if indeed that is the case. Uh, you'll be listening with all of us. Well, in the meantime, you know how much I love your calls every week. And there is big competition because they're all so great. I wish I could like play them all over and over again because that's what makes this show great is hearing from all of you and hearing all of your opinions. And you guys are always so much fun. Uh, when you call into the show, and I love each and every one of you. So every Friday night, we play some of our favorite calls of the week, and they are our Rita's Ringers. Here is this week's edition. Take a listen to our Rita's Ringers. I miss your shows. I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. Quite. See, and I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Yeah, Rita, how about Rita Cosby for speaker? Oh, my God, how about how about Rita Cosby saying no? Who would want that job? Yeah, well, you know what? Dom, I would do it if you would be co-speaker with me. That would be, the, it could be the Rita and Dom show. What do you think? Absolutely, and the, and the campaign slogan should be Rita Cosby, the speaker for we the people. That's what you've been talking about all this time. You know, she puts up with Ted and Larry and Stan and Kevin, but is not afraid to speak her mind on principle. Well, I mean, as far as what the Democrats say, I don't care. Look, they, they've run this country in the ground for the last two years, and so I don't really care what they say. I want to congratulate President Potato for finally going to the border. Now, whether uh, that will, I, I don't think he's going to do anything. By the way, Norm Potato uh, as in Potato Head, is that why? Or what, why, where did yeah, you get the potato? Yeah, yeah, you know, the toy I played with when I used to, you know, the, the plastic potato where we used to put the, you know, the stick the pins in to make them look, you know, smile or 
proud. I think he, uh, I, I congratulate him seriously for going to the border. He wouldn't do that unless he senses change, and change is coming. Rita's Ringers. And keep those great calls coming. Uh, let's go to Norm, by the way, one of our favorite callers, Line 8. Go ahead, Norm. Yes, uh, I, Norman, from Brooklyn of the Rita Ringer Society, do hereby nominate native daughter, daughter of the state of New York, Rita Cosby, to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. Oh, my, Norm, I, again, you would have to go there with me. It would have to be a full team. And who, my goodness, it, we may know who is the Speaker tonight, but I don't think it's going to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, I originally called to talk about January 6th, but frankly, even as somebody who went there, I'm absolutely bored with the topic. So, um, and, and I, you know, know what? They, and you know what, Norm? I agree with you. I think most Americans are too. But Joe Biden is like uh, has uh, January 6th itis. Yes, he does. I mean, he should be giving medals to uh, the cops uh, all over this nation who, during the summer of love, uh, were attacked by uh, Antifa and BLM. I think that would be a much more uh, proper thing to do. Well, and Norm, I you heard what I said, that you're right. It's like uh, he has selectively picked which cops deserve it. And when the cops were getting attacked in that summer uh, horribly, and even still today you see cases of it. Were t- I mean, there was the one in, you know, not that long ago on New Year's Eve, uh, three cops slash. Though, you know, cops every day should be recognized for their heroism. Uh, you can't sort Correct. of pick and choose because it works politically or other things don't. Real quick, Norm, as we're waiting, now this 15th vote is happening for House Speaker. What what are your thoughts, Norm, as, as it looks oh, like it looks like uh, McCarthy know, I, thinks I, he I has it? I predicted it was going to get resolved by Tuesday, so uh, I'm not concerned. We'll have somebody. Yeah, and, and listen, let the investigations begin, uh, because, boy, there will be a lot of investigations that will definitely be coming. Norm, thank you very much, and thank you for sticking with us. Have a great weekend, Norm. Let's go to Pete, line six. Pete, your thoughts as we're waiting to see if Kevin McCarthy has the votes. Well, reader, I think 15 might be the charm. Before that, I was saying close, but yet so far. This is interfering with Renee's soap opera, General Hospital. So <laughs> it's, is, getting, it, is it competing? I am getting for that. Is, it, is so it competing with it so. or taking the place of it? Well, today uh, Biden got up and gave those awards, which was all uh, fake news, you know, totally. Like, uh, bravo to Norman. I mean, this is what should be done. The awards should be to those police officers that have been hurt and beat up and hit with water bottles and everything in New York. That's where this award should have went. And this is just uh, a smoke scream, you know, and I'm just looking forward to these hearings that are going to be, that are going to nail these bad uh, people who are destroying our country. And that is our president. Now our president, I could say he's not my president, but I have to respect the, uh, the office, you know, but uh, these people got to pay. This is terrible. They're killing us. Well, that's why I think about, Pete, there are so many things that need to be investigated, just like you said. I mean, I think about border. Uh, Biden is supposed to go to border for the first time again on uh, Sunday. This will be the first time in El Paso. And then he's supposed to go to Mexico City. And by the way, if you've seen images of Mexico in the last few days, it looks like a war zone. I mean, it is unbelievable what's happening there. 
uh, and then also investigations of Hunter Biden, uh, coronavirus. You think about how many investigations once a speaker is chosen on the GOP side. I do believe investigations will be full steam ahead. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what comes out of them. And they got to get to work. Again, everybody, we're waiting to see what happens. Will the 15th vote, as Pete just said, be the charm? And will Kevin McCarthy finally become the Speaker of the House? We will know shortly. Everybody have a great weekend. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.